My name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And with me tonight is Bentley Meadows. Hey, buddy. Hello. How goes it? It's going pretty good. How are things up north? Uh, it's cold and rainy today. The great uh, white north. Yeah. Other than that, not bad. Not terrible. I mean, it's. Oh, she can hear him yawning already. That's, that's not a good sign. Um, <laughs> happy Good Friday to you, bro. Happy Good Friday to you. Yeah. What was it? About 1,000. It's a great Friday. It's a great Friday. Um, I'm tired, though, man. I, I think it's probably because I'm not getting my normal amount of uh, red meat. Making oh. Fish there was a lot of fried stuff, so I think my... I don't think my body is used to that. Uh, see, I'm in. You stop that. You stop that right now. I know it. It's contagious, too. So I got to watch out. Um, on this Good Friday, uh, about 1,000, what? 1,900 and, I don't know, 60 years ago? Okay. 40 years ago, on this night, now given the Gregorian calendar is a little different, but somewhere around that time, uh, the the apostles, 11 of them, it said that Judas hung himself. Um, so the 11 remaining were uh, pretty distraught. Um, they were not happy with the day. They still didn't quite understand everything. The one that they thought was uh, the Messiah, that, that was God, uh, had perished, had been killed. Uh, man, what what goes through your mind with that? You know what I mean? Like, you, uh, I guess uh, the Jews think that the Messiah is going to, like, amass an army and is going to essentially like conquer the world have the jews given up on that have they given up on the idea of a messiah have they given up on that you know i don't think so but i don't think that either have they given up on they've given up on everything all the time so i mean like you don't historically Right, they don't. You don't hear the Jews talking about like the Messiah is going to come, like like the Christians do with Revelation, right? That Jesus is going to come right. again, and it's going to be um, the apocalypse. Uh, we talk about you know prophetic things all the time, but I mean I don't go to um, synagogue, but or temple, I guess they call it, um, which makes me wonder like have they? I've never really asked that question, I guess. Have they given up on the Messiah no, coming? They're waiting. But there are also there are other things. I know that they're looking for like some red calf, some cow that's perfectly red haired and can't have one single white hair on it. They're looking for things like that. I always hear them talk about the Talmud or the Kabbalah. I don't know. Two they got their own little thing. Yeah, I still need to read those books. 
you know, <laughs> I hope he listens to this episode. I lent out my book of Enoch, which I've I've only read a few pages of, to uh, Andre Willowair. And uh, I know he's moved. <laughs> he just sold his house and bought another one. Uh, but it, they're in the, mid, the midst of it. They got, a, I think, a couple weeks or something before they move into their new one. And uh, so that book is packed away somewhere. <laughs> and I haven't read it. And I lent it to him because I told him I had it. And he was like, ooh, I want to read it. I don't think he's read not a fucking word of it. Um, that being said, well, so tonight our episode, even though it's Good Friday, is not going to be a non-cussing one, <laughs> apparently, because I just broke it. Um, he hasn't read a he hasn't read a word of it of the inside. Well, he's maybe he maybe has, but uh, I still want to read that one. I mean, I've I've listened to it uh, like book on tape type style, right? But uh, I start getting lost. I start doing something else. Oh, excuse me. I think I'm more ready for Enoch now than I was, say, 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the you know, Book of Enoch talks about, like I said, I've, I've listened to it, but I want to read it. I get more out of reading than I do, like physically reading than I do listening to, uh, I guess, listening to something. Um, but yeah, it talks about the Nephilim. Mm. Uh, it talks about, the, you know, essentially the technology of man and and weaponry and and different archangels and things of that nature so um i don't know if the jews pay particular uh, attention to that though i know they talk like i said the kabbalah and the talmud um which i still need to read but i have to buy those i guess i could go to the library and see if they had those we but, can uh, find it on um you can find the ebook of it good point For dude sure. Good point. You know, yeah, and and I I don't know if I talked about this or not. Uh, you can find any area of study. Stop a bit. Uh, you can find a textbook <laughs> of any area of study. I know, dude. I'm gonna keep doing it. I got a I've got a, a drink that you're about to hear me swish around a little bit. Uh, that's my energy drink because I I haven't had a monster this entire Lent, but uh. Yeah, you can find textbooks online, like modern, like up-to-date this year textbooks online. So you, I, I would assume that you can find the PDF version of uh, Book of Enoch. I just had to send uh, my first chapter to uh, a group admin because they were a little skeptical about the link that I've been including in my post. Because I, I uh, promote, I try to promote every day. It doesn't happen. It certainly does not happen every day, but it's important for me to do it. But uh, one of the admins that's been canceling me was nice enough. I would argue that that they reached out to me. They were like, "Hey, listen, we gotta we gotta make sure that what you're sending isn't like you know crazy shit." So I had to send them a, the chapter so they could see what I was sending. It's not a Frank James fan club page. No, yeah, it's not. It's not pornography. Um. Yeah. How about, so, how about a little quick? side thing on Enoch. Let's hear it. Well, one, I think uh, Jesus talks about the book Enoch. So. Yeah, well, he, it was one of his fathers, right? In terms of like the lineage of uh, Joseph, which they were all part of because in, in the Jewish family lineage, uh, kind of 
Yeah, this is like before people. Like he would have been around when Noah was around. I think he was before Noah, wasn't he? Yeah, he was before Noah, but Noah would have seen Enoch. Yeah. Like Enoch was like 900. Yeah. Maybe. And Noah was, I don't know, 600. I can't recall now. But um, when you get into Enoch, now it's uh, the. It has different books. So you get the first book, second book. There's all kinds of books. I can't recall how many, but my uh, go-to guy, like uh, Matthew Miller, you know, he says like you'll find that like book one of Enoch is like really legit, and, and book two is like kind of mostly legit, and book three is you know, and then it kind of goes on and on and on, a little less legit and a little bit more wild. And the books of uh, Enoch, yeah, yeah, yeah. But most people um, talk about the first two or three books anyway. You know, the first couple, right? But then, yeah, you get out the other ones you know, all that. on the two hundred foot tall Nephilims. Then later on in Enoch, yeah. For a lot of people, um, a lot of people don't know about the story of the Afghan giant the afghan red giant which had he had all red hair he took out a couple of our uh, american uh military members um in a cave out in afghanistan afghan. i just uh, listened to a couple things about that guy yeah the giant of kandahar yeah like everybody unloaded on him yeah and there's all sorts of uh of uh Shit, what do you call those people that dig up bones and shit? Um, what I want one of my kids to be. Archaeologist. Archaeologist. Yeah, there's all, all sorts of archaeologists or archaeolo- archaeological finds uh, that have been covered up of uh, giant bones. I mean, you can find it on the internet. Well, I don't believe it. Well, then you don't have to believe it. Whatever. But, you know, there's plenty of sh- stuff out there about it. You can Video find all, all kinds. Yeah, back in two, 2011, Steve Quayle went on a coast-to-coast, went on coast-to-coast, which is a great radio show to listen to, by the way, and I highly suggest you do it. You can find a lot of those shows on YouTube, certainly BitChute and uh, Rumble, um, and he shared an amazing story of a giant that was shot and killed by special forces after it killed the first special force team. It was tracked and killed by a second team. The pilot that transported the giant shared his description of it on the transport pallet. After it was dead, it had six fingers. Oh, I remember this part. Yeah, six fingers and toes on each hand, each foot, uh, with size 25 to 30 inch feet, but hard to determine its height curled in a fetal position. He suggested that the cargo was the corpse of a 12-foot man who weighed upwards of 1,500 pounds, had six fingers and toes, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I, I, I listened to the whole story, which was nutty. Uh, it came out with a spear. The bullets couldn't hard, it couldn't penetrate its skin um, or didn't really do much to it. It was almost like maybe little BBs hitting this guy. And then they realized they had to shoot for the head like a zombie. And, uh, and that's how they killed it. But, he, but that was after he took out an entire special forces team with a fucking spear, dude. <laughs> Just running it through, guys. Ugh. Could you imagine coming up on that? And then your bullets don't do much to it? <laughs> like, what, what do we do? Well... I'd have to pick up a rock and hit him in the head with it. That's right. Um, yeah, like David, like King David. 
rock and roll, David. I always thought that was cool. Well, then, you know, like being a kid and yeah, you know, like, and looking at all the men, like, what do you mean? What are we going to do? I mean, we got God here. Let me show you. Yeah. Always thought hey, that was cool. Head too. Yeah, and and um, ooh, I didn't shake all that up. Getting a little crunchy. Um, Goliath was a Nephilim, believed to be a Nephilim. And he hit mm-hmm. him in the dome with a, he domed him with a rock and then cut it off, cut off his head. So, uh, pretty cool. You know, and, yeah. and David wasn't, uh, sometimes the nicest guy. Well, yeah, he did the thing to, uh, later on and whatnot. Yeah. Got, um, the wife of I can never remember that guy's name. I'd have to look back in it. Yeah, send him off to the front lines. I mean, he he essentially I don't it wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was maybe adultery by proxy or in indirect adultery because he sent the guy off to kill him, <laughs> sent him off to the front lines. He died on the front lines, and then he took his wife. So I think technically he didn't he didn't have sex with her. Until his no, her, no, technically, her, I would say, yeah. Um, morally, yeah, morally, <laughs> absolutely correct. That is some effed up shit you did there, D, D man. You know, but uh, he was he was terribly apologetic to God for that. He was terribly sorry afterwards. I mean, it was a li- it was a while afterwards. Obviously, he's still married. Is it Rachel? Still married her. And then, uh, but then he became, and you have Psalms and, and all that, that, uh, he was, he was terribly sorry over what he had done. So and God forgave him, but, well, of uh, of course he did. Yeah. And like you were saying, I mean, David was the, he was the youngest of all his brothers. What was there? 12 brothers. He was the youngest of all the brothers. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, big he wasn't he wasn't he was like a normal average average looking kid at the time he was i don't even think he was fully grown always when like 10 12 and when yeah when he was anointed king i always kind of pictured him like maybe a teenager like yeah 15. he could be anything i don't he, know though. Yeah. it doesn't really he, say he wasn't a grown, he wasn't a full-grown man is what we know um and he was anointed king but uh who was it saul was the first king um, and Saul wanted to kill him because he saw that he had God's favor, almost like Cain and Abel type type deal. And David even had a had an opportunity to kill him. And I think he stole he cut off a piece of his cloak or something to that effect. And he left his spear next to him or something weird so that he, he showed Saul and, and Saul attempted on his life a couple of times. But anyway, that's uh, that's David. That's back in the day. But my real question was. How do you deal with, like, what do you think's going through on Good Friday, you know, over 1900 years ago? Um, how do you deal with uh, this person that you believe is God, uh, that we now know is God, but at that time, he was just taken from you. He was taken, and, like, you're like, oh, he's going to be the dude. And then he just goes with these guys and tells you not to fight for him. He's been acting, he's been acting a little different. He's been saying some stuff that you're not understanding, which was he's been prophesying three times 
that he was going to be betrayed and handed over to the Gentiles. And they were going to mock him and beat him and torture him and then kill him. And you're like, what is he talking about? And then it happens and you're just like bewildered. And then you watch him get abused and mocked and then made to carry his own cross after he was uh, scourged so badly. There's there's uh, claims that he was scourged so badly that they essentially ripped off, cut up his manhood. Right. Um, So you almost couldn't tell that he was even a man anymore. He had been so ter- his body had been so terribly tortured and then he was forced to carry a cross to his own crucifixion, crucified and died. Guy stuck a spear into his side. Out came water and blood to let you know that he was absolutely dead. And now you and 10 of your homies are sitting around in a cave. Going, what do we do? Like, what was that? You know, Um Still not understanding everything. And not only that, you've got the leader, Peter. You got the best friend, John, over here. But then you have Peter, who's supposed to be the leader, who just denied him. Like, I don't know if the other guys knew, but Peter knew. He denied Jesus three times. Uh, Yeah, before the cockroaches. And you have uh, um, in Luke, it says that Jesus, when that the, the cock crowed the second time, Jesus looks over at peter like i just remember i told you (laughs) i told you you're gonna do this and he goes off and he weeps bitterly because he knows that he who at one point had the had the fortitude to not only go to jail go to prison with jesus but would also die with jesus and then he just denied him he just essentially you know no i don't know that guy yeah i'm not with him and um, it said at one point that he started cussing, like he started doing that fake thing that we do when we're trying to lie our way out of something where he was like, I'm not fucking with him. You know what I mean? I'm not his fucking friend. It was uh-huh. essentially what he was doing. And then Jesus looks at you with this look of, I, I told you this was going to happen, but also, you know, I've been there with you. I, I healed your mother-in-law. Um, I was you knew that I was God and you just turned your back on me three times to God. Yeah. So you got him and, knowing. And that. I still love you. And I said, well, he, so yeah, he ends up telling him that when he comes back. But up until that point, he is, uh, Peter just see, saw him die. What do you do? You're, the thing that you thought was greatest in this world, you just saw die and you betrayed him. You turned your back on him three times. Oh, that's got to be a sour feeling. Oh, yeah. But see, that is the um, the whole lack of faith. I mean, they sit and watch Jesus do all kinds of stuff. They even did stuff that they wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Yeah. They were given power to exercise demons out of people and cure just- them. Being around him gave him. Oh, yeah. It didn't give him enough, though. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of mind boggling. Like, yeah, it blew their mind. But to me, I would have been like, well, you all knew. Everybody knew if this is him, you know. Yeah. 
this whole thing's been prophesied to begin with. You should have seen yeah. the storyline. You should know where you're at in the story. Yeah. Judas should have known he was going to be giving it up. And you, had too. you had a centurion, a Roman centurion mm-hmm. that wouldn't even come and meet with Jesus and said, um, I'm not even, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant shall be healed. So he had that much faith and yeah. he repeatedly had seen this. He'd seen him cure lepers. He'd seen him bring back people from the dead, a little girl from the dead and a little boy from the dead. He had seen him do this and, and practice this immense power. He saw the transformation um, on the on the uh, or the transfiguration on the mountain. And he saw Elijah and Moses talking with him. He saw all this insane shit. And I mean, even then still had lost, uh, not lost faith, but faith, but had limited faith because as he was walking on the water to Jesus, he started to doubt. Yeah. I mean, like but, yeah, go ahead. Doubting Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas. Could you imagine being Thomas? And then Jesus shows up. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, man. And then, yeah. then, then, did they get it then? Did they finally be like, all right, did they ever lose their faith after that? Did they really have to die for them to really, like, I would have been all in at some point, I think. I'd hope so. I would you hope know, I would be that way. I know I'm Monday morning quarterbacking at this point. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> yeah, because um, even after he showed himself, so after he'd risen, well, this is also, they're going through three days of torment. Yeah, but like, that's my point in, in like that they're right after on Good Friday when he dies, three days of torment, three days of Peter going, I'm a piece of shit. I dropped I'm, the ball. I dropped the ball. I thought I was going to be this big, you know, great person. And, and we're, I was going to, you know, live in the kingdom of God. And it was here and all of these great changes were going to happen. I betrayed him. He's dead. Three days of that shit. And y'all saw me. I cut that dude's ear off. Yeah. I was ready I to cut it off. Up. Y'all saw that, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we yeah, saw I... Jesus put it back on. Yeah. And you're just sitting there like, wait, you're going to let them take you? You know? Um. So three days of that. And then all of a sudden, here comes Mary Magdalene and another lady that's like, hey, the body's gone. The, 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 the rocks rolled back and shit isn't clicking. You and John, you and the best friend run over, you know, you're Peter was, I don't know if Peter was fat or whatever, but you always see him depicted as that, except for with the TV show, the chosen. So he's running as fast as he can. John outruns him, gets there first, doesn't go in. Peter comes, he goes in and there's where Jesus was laid and it's nothing. But an angel shows up and talks with you, and it still doesn't click. Mary Magdalene's fine, by the way. She's she sees Jesus, and um, he calls her name, and she turns around and calls out Rabboni, right, which means teacher. Um, so she's good, but Peter just can't believe like the, the amount of like an emotional roller coaster that he had to be going through. <clears throat> um, still don't believe. They go back. They tell the rest of the guys, "Yeah, the body's not there." Um, the other nine guys or, or uh, eight guys are like, yeah, bullshit. I know nine guys. Um, you have two guys that come in out of the country that aren't apostles, but they're disciples. And they're like, dude, we talked with this guy. 
we didn't know who he was. We couldn't figure out who he was, but while he's talking to us, and this always spoke to me is when they say, um, wasn't our heart on fire when he was talking to us. You know what I mean? Like that's always spoken a lot to me right. about because when, and even when Jesus did the parable about the, uh, the seed falling in on the ground, on the, on the rocky ground, the, the weeds and then on good soil um, and knowing people that like when they first, when people first get faith, it is a, it's an amount of power that you feel within yourself that a lot of people aren't taught how to deal with that. And so they go, you know, you have the different types of people that go through that faith and some fall off right away. Some after tribulation, some after, you know, wanting to go towards riches. And then you have the good soil, which I always hope that I'm the good soil. But, um, yeah, those guys, it's like that, that immense power of like your heart's on fire. You know, I'm not saying that you could just like all of a sudden go out and kick ass or whatever. It's just the power that you have in your heart, you know, of something that you are so, so, in love with but also infatuated with and it's just it it's immense yes. and these guys are doing it while talking with this guy and then all of a sudden they break bread because they're like hey man you know it's late we're about to eat some dinner might as well just stay here and get up and go in the morning and as soon as he breaks that bread it's like that's jesus oh what <laughs> you know and then he's gone he just disappears you're like that shit just happened. <laughs> Did we eat some shrooms on the way here? Right. You know, and, and Jesus disappeared a few times from yep. angry crowds. So that's another thing about, yeah. you know, if he didn't want to get captured and go through what he did, it, you know, he didn't have to. It's but funny you had to. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was I think about that every time. Um so exactly what you're talking about. He gets up and I think it's the uh, at the synagogue and where he grew up in Galilee. And uh, he gets up in front of the crowd and he read. He asks for a, a certain scroll. They bring it to him. He reads a certain text and they kind of have a discussion to at the end of it. They are furious with him and they take him out to the hill to throw him off, as it says, headlong. But he passes. It says something to the effect of he passes through the crowd. Yeah. So he just like essentially, like you're saying, kind of just phases through him. You know, if anybody has ever watched the Flash TV show, he just phases right through him. Yeah. And walks away. Well, you know, I think I, I'm not going to say, I think I've, I've encountered that myself where I have just been able to walk right past and, and nothing. <laughs> occur you know what i'm saying like no, yeah i hear what it you're just saying. there has been times in my life where i've walked right out of danger <laughs> yeah and, and cool. uh, yeah well you know it it's a it's something that a lot of people can't understand but um so he does that to those two guys and those two guys come back to the cave and they're like hey this just happened and they still, you have, uh, they still don't believe. And then Jesus shows up and they're, they think he's a ghost. And he goes, Hey, I've got skin and bones. Obviously I'm not, I've got flesh. I'm not a ghost, you know? And then he disappears then. 
again, vanishes. And then they tell Thomas, who wasn't there. So I guess there was only eight guys. So Thomas wasn't there. They tell Thomas, and he's like, not until I, if I see him, I have to touch his hands, the wounds on his hands, put my hand in the side where he was stabbed with the spear, or else I'm not going to believe it's him. And then he, he shows up again, and he's like, all right, check this out. Come here. <laughs> you, come here. Could you imagine being called out by God to be like, hey, you didn't believe? Come here. And look at what look at what happened. And this I've always wondered this. Look at what happened to was it Zedekiah, who was John the Baptist's father, who when the angel Gabriel showed up to let him know that him and Elizabeth were going to have a kid named John, who was going to turn out to be John the Baptist. He didn't believe the angel, and then he was mute for ten months. He was mute, couldn't talk until his son was born, and he and he got to name him John. And the angel was like, well, because you didn't believe me, you're going to be mute. Well, you had the doubting woman who really nothing happened to other than getting called out by God. <laughs> I mean, talk about a shit your pants moment. <laughs> you get called out by God in front of everyone. This isn't just the teacher. This isn't the gym teacher calling you out in front of the class. This is the whole whole world and God's calling you out. Oh, boy. <laughs> talk about sweat and blood. Um. And then he walks up and he's like, all right. And I, it, it, I don't think it says that he allowed for him to touch his wounds. He just said, come and come check it out. You can touch my wounds." So they knew it was Jesus. And then he vanishes. They don't see him for a couple of days. And then so they know he's alive or they believe he's alive. And uh, finally, one day, uh, the, the emotional roller coaster that Peter's going through has to be at an all time high. And he says, I'm going to go do the thing that I know what to do i'm gonna go fishing and then his part the partners which is his brother andrew and then um john and his brother which i can never remember his name matthew uh they all go fishing with i assume the rest of the apostles the remaining 11 and uh they go fishing and just like the first time they met jesus didn't catch anything that night and here comes the morning and they're probably pretty fed up with their own life you know all this crazy stuff that's just happened they didn't catch any fish which any guy myself i'm imagining you when you don't catch fish for an hour you're pretty pissed off let alone the whole night you know you are not happy you want to go home and then there's a guy on the shore that's like hey throw the net over the other side and they're like son of a bitch you know what i mean like you gotta be kidding me we haven't caught anything all night, but they go ahead and do it. And when they do it, they catch so much fish that both boats or, or the boat is about to or the net is about to break on the boat. And then they realize who it is. And it's like deja vu oh, the, the, again with this. It's Jesus. And uh, Peter puts on his other tunic, puts on all of this stuff and jumps in. The, he's so excited that he jumps into the ocean. It's almost like any movie that you've ever watched where like the, there's a ghost, but the ghost just so happens to keep passing the corner as you see it and you're trying to get to it. And then you get to the hall and he's at the end of the hall and he passes another corner. For this part, it's like Peter doesn't want to let Jesus get away. Right. So he's going to jump in the ocean, which they're only like 100 yards from the shore and swim to the shore. And the other guys are like, you dumbass. And they just 
float the boat up to the shore and meet him at the same time. So if he would have stayed in the boat, he would have been fine. But he's so excited that he jumps in boat or in the water, swims all the way up, and there's Jesus. And he's already got a charcoal fire going. And he's got a fish on it. And uh, this is what I just had this conversation with my wife the other day. I go, she goes, how do you know there's going to be a, 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 you know, all this good food in heaven? I'm like, well, one, Jesus, is, Jesus talks constantly about the supper in heaven that we're all going to have. But also, uh, I don't know if a lot of people realized Jesus eats all the time in the Bible. <laughs> like he's constantly, not only is he eating, but anytime he heals somebody, he's like, get them something to eat. You know, he loves food. Um, and so he's already cooking breakfast and he tells him, go get some fish and cook it. And, uh, could you imagine being around that fire? Not saying anything, just being shocked that it's Jesus, everything you've been through with him, and then his death. And now he's alive. This thing that doesn't happen. Jesus is there. And then he calls out Peter in front of all of them and asks him three times, do you love me? And every time he says, yeah, you know that I love you. And he's getting more and more like freaked out like is jesus gonna is he, is he gonna hurt me is he gonna punish me and by the, fi the final time he's like jesus you know i love you like why do you keep asking me um and each time jesus says you know something to the effect of lead my people you are the leader you're the rock upon which i build my church you're it and then that's it and then i mean he ends up you know going um uh, where is it to Bethany to the hill and Bethany and ascending after he blesses everybody, which has got to be just an amazing miracle that you, that you get to experience and he goes up to heaven and then they see it and they are so changed by all of that, that they are all the remaining 11, including uh, Paul, who would be the new 12th. They are so faithful that they are willing to Paul or uh, Peter being crucified upside down st peter's cross um i can't remember which apostle was which but you have some that are boiled alive you have some that are beheaded some that are fed to the gladiators um one that has and i want to say it might have been bartholomew i could be off on that one who is skinned alive all dying a martyr's death you know yeah Just i remember studying and looking that up i was like what happened to these guys and was like oh oh my oh, <laughs> there was not a happy ending for any of them like you <laughs> yeah. know from my point of view i'm like oh yeah. dang yep okay well and i'm still on that team you know what i'm saying right right <laughs> yeah uh, i think one of them was target practice for one of some some uh roman guy tuning in his his uh, bow and arrow too so yeah like you said it man not in in terms of like humanly speaking as we speak with one another like if we were to see somebody die a death like this not a good ending right not 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 the best choice i've talked before about yeah i'd like to die a martyr but if i'm I'd, if i have my choice i'd really like to die in my sleep i'd like just pass yeah. out wake up in heaven well, you know, yeah. they all paid with that final faith with their life. Yeah. You know, Peter, all of them, I guess, could have probably talked a way out of it, but didn't. Yeah. And they were they were all being uh, inquisitioned um, to tell, to quote unquote, tell the truth. 
you know, because the Romans and the and more more than the Romans, the Jewish high priest were wanting to know what they did with the body. And each of them was telling the same story. He's alive. You killed him. He came back from death. He crushed death. He's alive. And he ascended up to heaven because he is God. Right. Yeah, they didn't want that story. No. Out. You know, especially the Jews at the time would definitely not want that new. No. Yeah, because their their sons and daughters, teenagers, were probably hearing it, and they're like, "Oh, all right." Can you imagine back yeah. then, little yeah. hippie Jews, right? Yeah, turning away from uh, from the uh, the synagogues to go and and listen to these apostles and then other disciples. Yeah. Um. And Saul, who became Saint Paul, uh, was the worst of them. A lot of a, a lot of not uh, Christians or well versed in Christianity don't know this, but because this is an argument that you tend to, as a Christian, come across when debating. Um, that one of the best arguments is Saint Paul because he was the persecutor of the church. He was the biggest, the worst persecutor. He would find all of these Christians and persecute them to the point where, when he changed, they were all the Christians were terrified of him. They were so standoffish about it, except for Peter. I mean, imagine. Yeah. I mean, it would be like. Yeah, like, what, what is your problem, dude? Are you messing with me? Yeah. It would be like all of a sudden Biden changing his tune or, I don't know, AOC or one of them changing right, their tune. Yeah, that would just, wouldn't that be awesome, though? Wouldn't that just be yeah. a miracle? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A miracle. Okay, you little bitter bastard. Watch this. Look what yeah. I can do to you. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, just the, the kind of a, a walking contradiction. Right. <laughs> and, and I think that as a Christian, I mean, you're just like, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do here? <laughs> this person has been searching me out to kill me. And uh, it, I know how all the other guys went out. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of disciples, a lot of Christians that had died outside of the apostles. Uh, because of this and um this guy all of a sudden he uh you know tells this story about how he was blinded and jesus spoke to him and it changed him you know why are you persecuting me you know and um yeah oh yeah yeah normally it's not a happy ending unless you're joe oldstein apparently (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I mean, even and I guess in, in more of like religious context, it, I guess it would be like somebody like Richard Dawkins or Sam Harris or Lawrence Krauss that would uh, I mean, they're not they're not, you know, looking for people to kill. But all oh, of no, a sudden, they would have Richard Dawkins them. will shame a Christian in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I know. I know. So we'll see with Lawrence Krauss. Look what he did to uh, Dr. William Lane Craig. Um, when they debated their last time, I mean, he was such a jerk. Um, th- I mean, really feigning uh, being a- so upset at something that um, Dr. Craig said and uh, was just trying to shame him. And Dr. Craig just sat up there and, and showed great poise, you know, in their debate. But um, yeah, it'd be like one of those guys all of a sudden well, turning around and going, Jesus is God, you know, you'd be like, 
is he messing with me? You fucking with me? You know? Like, ben Stein owned Richard Dawkins one interview that he did. I need he to owned him. I need to look it up. Oh, it was awesome. And just, to, you know, the questions that he would ask Richard Dawkins about, you know, so do you believe that God did this? And Richard Dawkins is like, what? What do you mean? No, I don't believe a God did any, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he owned him later because um you have to watch it, but Richard Dawkins is like, you know, pretty much like, well, aliens, that's where life came from, was aliens from somewhere else, but he didn't that was his ultimate answer. He cannot say God at all, of course. Right. But yeah, yeah. look at Ben Stein, Richard Dawkins. It is uh, I loved it. Just the the look that he made Richard Dawkins had right. a few times. Um, no, I will. I'll look that one up. Um, Doctor Kent Hovind is somebody that I I thoroughly enjoy to listen to. Um, he's a lot of fun, and he's got quite the story. He ended up having to go to prison. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was BS. I know. Much I know more. what it was. What was it? It was from uh, moving money from one bank account to another bank account to pay bills as his yeah. side of the story so yeah I, that and, sounds for, yeah that sounds about right so it was it was a lot like um dinesh d'souza you know what happened to him where he just gave too much money you know i mean again it has to do with money but he gave too much money not knowing um, to a friend who was running and and uh, it was completely innocent. Nobody had ever gone to prison for it. He didn't necessarily go to prison like you would think. He had to go stay the weekend, you know, weekends for weeks on end at a at a jail light place, you know, where he talked to all these other ex felons and ex cons and stuff. But um, it's much the same way that he was persecuted, uh, you know, for. Uh, since now Ken Hovind did go to prison for oh yeah nine I'm a big fan of Kent Hovind I am Dr. Yeah. Dino I yeah. am I've heard and listened to him for many years all his DVD programs I listened to back in before 2008 you know but right at the time he went to prison I finished I think I went through all his stuff and then like looked him up and was like oh He's yeah. in prison right now for what did he do? And then I looked it up and was like, okay, y'all picking on that man. Yeah, seriously. And he is so effective. It is. He's so fun to listen to. I said, he still does debates and stuff. And it's just, it is such a, a joy to listen to that guy. Cause he does it. I mean, he really debates just, and he's just joking the whole time. He's, I mean, he's not joking. He's just joking around. I should say. Oh, he um, knows what he's doing. The best yeah. one is a uh, he debated the guy that does uh, Skeptic Magazine like yeah. years ago. This is like years before he went to prison and he owned him like the Skeptic guy was like, you know, if I wasn't who I am and own the magazine that I do, I would probably, uh, you know, have to say I'm on your side, dude. But no. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're exactly right. I mean, he's got so many quotable clips on YouTube and also, I mean, which is really, I think, probably how I found him however many years ago, um, 
but he just he knows it to and through. I mean, he's just like Dr. Will. He's he's different than Dr. Craig, but he is just so knowledgeable. I mean, it, the guy is is awesome to listen to. Just fantastic. So anybody listening, check out yeah, uh, Dr. Check out his wacka atheist. Yeah, and he's down there by you, isn't he? He's in Florida. He's uh, yeah, Florida, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I can't like remember. This is Dino Land or something like that. Yeah, I'd love to go check him out um, in the future whenever, you know, hopefully I amass enough money where I'll be able to go mess around and do it. But if I do, I'm coming down there. Me and you are going. Deal? Deal. I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm a closet Kent Hovind fan. Yeah, I was doing radio at the time and I was going to get him to go on the radios, you know, and because uh, I loved a lot of what he had to say, especially about the, uh, uh, how men lived as old as they did way back when. Yeah. And, well, I've been that. It was, I, and I was like, Ooh. Yeah. They, so if you think about it, like um, the Hubble theory explains that the universe is expanding, right? Which is where a lot of people link up to the big bang theory of uh, since it's expanding, then it would have all came from a, a, a nucleus, a center source, which is where you get the, um, Oh shit. What's it called? Um, the singularity. But what they've realized is that the universe is actually expanding at a faster and faster rate. So arguably, um, in the older days, uh, days would have been longer, which could have also explained, uh, it could back up the argument that the earth is, you know, six to 10,000 years old, uh, because days were longer and also why human beings since days were longer why you human beings especially with the newer less contaminated blood that they had back then why they lived longer too so oh yeah I mean, many it, things yeah but i like it, i like it, his yeah. version yeah yeah it's it's he's uh, far more knowledgeable than i am on these yeah you know like that's versions. why dinosaurs live with men at the time yeah yeah, it's just so it and, he, and he explains it so easily for for you to understand. Like, well, dinosaurs are just really big lizards. <laughs> it's like you know that's yeah. what they look like if they're two hundred years yeah. old. Exactly. It's like yeah, I get that now. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, and like um, how Cro Magnum Man is just what a man would look like if he was nine hundred years old. Sure, and or Neanderthal. When, Maybe and don't think that he's just all layman talk. I mean, he can he can hold up with the best of them, but any other biologist or whatever, you know, atheistic, you know, and you're not you're not going to outscience him. No, no. I saw somebody um, recently. He actually went back and he plays. So he plays all of the dirty tricks and stuff that people put on him. He'll put it on his videos and he'll discuss it all and explain it. But uh, there was one atheist that he debated that uh, called into question his credentials, where he taught school and this, that, and the other. And it's such a dirty trick that the left plays, um, the liberal left, where they don't want to grant him his academic um, history. And they'll, you know, he did teach at a Christian school biology, and they don't want to, they don't want to allow for that to be entered into the ring of, of debate that credential of him having taught biology in a christian school so when 
you know, they, they go back and they say, oh, well, you don't have a degree here, here, here. And it's like, well, he got them at Christian colleges, you know, and really academia does not include Christian colleges, not all Christian, some Christian colleges they do, but there's a lot of Christian colleges that they don't. And that's where Christian or um, Dr. Kent Hovind got all of his degrees and taught high school and things like that. So he, uh, he, it was amazing to watch him break it all down and, and allow for the, the dirty stuff to be said and also, you know, refute all of it. What were you going to say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like Kent Hovind, gay team. I even, uh, yeah. at one point when he was in prison had advocated a couple different places for him and, uh, my, uh, face, it comes up every now and then was a, free Kent Hovid. I think like a copy of a, you know, him in a, like a black and white and his face yeah. and like a yeah. Chavez or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, what, I mean, the story of him going to prison too, because his, uh, his ex-wife, oh man, I remember that story being pretty bad. I can't explain it. I'd have to go back and watch it again to, to see the exact explanation. I am unfamiliar with that at all. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. She threw him under the bus along with it and uh, ran off because he had a shit ton of money and she ran off with all of it, threw him under the bus, took all the money and, and took out. Oh, at least like the one he was married to when he went to prison. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I don't think I've seen her, but I did not know that either, but you know, Hey, yeah. So the, the love man, of money. Yeah. He's been through it. He's been betrayed. He's lost all. Of, I mean, just like Job lost all of his, his income, lost everything. Um, and then he's got that on his record that he's, you know, he's been to prison, but uh, I mean, man, talk about it. He's, he's just like John, John went to prison on the Island of Patmos, you know? Um, and Dr. Ken Hovind, man, he came out and he's, uh, he's doing pretty good now. So. Well, I, uh, I listened to all kinds I did. And I listened to his, uh, jailhouse interviews where other people would call or he would call in from prison and he could talk from there and he sounded happy and you know talking about the guys around him and everybody he seemed like he was having a good old time in prison now and that's a, that's another funny thing about prison prison there's a couple of things is is you know as bad as it can be there's a couple of things about prison is that they tend to, and especially where you're at in prison, you know, I don't know how they do it out in California, but, um, and I've only heard rumors, obviously I've never been to prison, but from what I understand is that uh, religious men, like deeply religious men tend to be left alone and child uh, predators and things like that, they tend to get dealt with. Those two things are, are pretty prevalent in, uh, in prisons. That's something I've heard for as long as I've known about prisons and what goes on in them. So fucking 20, 30 years, you know, um, those two things. So, uh, I'm sure he was, he was off, off hands. And another thing with him is, is you're right. He always sounds so no matter what's happened in his life. And I'm sure he probably gets down in the dumps from time to time, but shit, man, he sounds so pleasant, always just so joyful, like true joy, not just happiness, which is a fleeting feeling, but like true joy. You know, and no matter what hits him, he'll he's OK with it. You know, if I if I thought I could talk to the old lady, my honey, into moving up there and living at his camp, <laughs> I would. I'd be like, man, well, what do you need built, dude? 
right? Let me just That'd hang out with you yeah. and yours for a little while, get some of this, you know, because he seems like, you know, good vibes. Yeah, truly. I mean, more than like any hippie compound you could ever go to. And I'm not saying that they're all bad. I've been to some that were not too terrible. Um, but yeah, for sure. Like go there, go out there because they own. I could. Am I off on this? Does does he own like a thousand acres or something to that effect? They own a lot of land. He's got a big hoo ha up there, and it's all about you know Christian principles, you know. Yeah, and it's and it's just a good place to be, man. And I really would like to stop in and and check it out. Yeah, and he wears a Hawaiian shirt. So how how bad can he be? Yeah, exactly. All the time with a Hawaiian shirt, and he's down in Florida, so he's just free as a bird. You know, hanging out and enjoying life and uh, doing these debates. And I've, I've really I mean, I've seen him get coarse in response to somebody, but I've never seen him like like me. <laughs> you know, I've never seen him like rage like an Irishman. You know, it's just he's happy. Well, in the Lord, you know? well he's like an apologist, too, because he's got an answer for everything. You can't really throw something at him that he hasn't heard a thousand yeah. times. Yeah, he he and Dr. Uh, Craig are both really humble in in the fact that they will both admit that there's things that they don't know as well. I don't know what they are. That's it's like, what would that be? Like, tell us what that is. I want to hear what that is because I don't know what it is, man. Yeah, they'll yeah they'll be like, yeah, tell me all about that. Yeah, I'm I'm imagining it's probably like you know verse you know chapter and verse of i don't know some old testament book or something to that effect i think i tracked him down for looking for uh like objects found in coal like places where they shouldn't be like you know like in a in the middle of the coal bed finding a hammer and a watch you know or a pair of boots that shouldn't you know just and he came up into that yeah, you know, so in that rabbit hole, and then I was like, oh, and then I went and listened to some more of him. Was like, oh wow, this guy right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like it was maybe something to that effect for me too. Um, because up here we have uh we have a a guy on the radio, Christian radio up here called Bob Duco on one hundred three point five, the Light, uh, Protestant Christian channel. But uh, I've always enjoyed Bob a lot, and I've heard him talk about some things like, uh, you know, stalactites and stalagmites not taking as long to, and he's, he's great. He's really, really knowledgeable, but um, Kent was on a whole nother level. And that's probably how I found him much like yourself. Um, You know, maybe even almost exactly like yourself where he was describing, um, you know, geological discoveries and, and explaining them in a way that I had never in, in, in thoroughly uh, to the point where it's, it's irrefutable, you know? Yeah. Like all of a sudden a, a bed of coal isn't 65 million years old or 240 million years old. It's not that old. That's yeah. Just... Well, yeah, I've, I've always wrestled with that because it's like, you know, they want you to be so precise and, and for anybody who isn't Christian that listens and there's, there's quite a few, um, and I'm sure we'd have our disagreements on this, but when you're a Christian, try doing this, try being on the Christian side of things and debating and see how precise you have to be. I mean, you have to be to the letter precise with your arguments where the people who argue on the side of not science, but the scientists, 
they have all sorts of flack and how many billions of, I mean, billions of years in slack where, you know, they just say, well, time is what caused all of these uh, evolutionary processes and, and what have you. And it's like, well, that's yeah. a little convenient, wouldn't you say? Well, and that is where Kent Hovind, I remember him explaining circular reasoning to me or, you know, to his listeners. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he collected, he connected a lot of dots for me. I can say that. And same, you know, like dating uh, dinosaur bones. Dinosaur bones are this age. Okay. And they're found in this layer of rock. And that rock is this age because it's got the dinosaur bone in it. So right. that's a circular reasoning kind right. of thing. Yeah, and how he breaks down carbon twelve and carbon fourteen dating, and and um, I think his example that I heard from that was uh, coming into a room with a candle burning. You know, um, I'm not going to be able to explain it as well as he is. Uh, I used to be able to, long long time ago. Whew, twenty. When was I down in Florida? It was twenty two? So almost, uh, almost a uh, little under twenty years ago, um, and I knew it. I knew it front and back. And, oh, shit, man. I talk. Obviously, I forget my train of thought while just talking now, let alone all that shit. But um, no, he he can uh, he can far outpace me with that. So, um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, He's got hours and hours and days of. Oh, yeah. Things yeah. Out there. And he'll give it to you. Yep. For free, a lot of it for free. I mean, some he charges, but I mean, it's all on YouTube. Not all of it, but a lot of it's on YouTube. So for the listeners, check out Dr. Kent Hovind, uh, H-O-V-I-N-D, and then also Dr. William Lane, L-A-N-E, Craig, C-R-A-I-G, which is Scottish. Check out both those guys. Phenomenal. You'll have to check him out. I don't. I can't believe I haven't heard of him. Oh, man. His debates with... Uh, Lawrence Krauss, he's uh, Dr. William Lane Craig has debated uh, Hitchens when he was alive. He debated Harris. Harris was his was he, he, uh, he was Harris's biggest debate, I'd argue. Harris has also debated uh, um, Dinesh D'Souza. Um, yeah, but it, it, some of the biggest, best stuff that uh, Dr. Craig has has come up or has done has been like against the the big guys. I think he's maybe debated all of the quote unquote four horsemen, and then also Lawrence Krauss, who was never included in that, which I always find is funny. Um, but yeah, check those guys out. It's and and it's just entertaining. It's flat out. It's entertaining because it's so. I mean, it's so intellectual. So much into it. Um, if you thought Jordan Peterson was good, and he is. Uh, these other guys are, are, I would argue, even better. Yeah, because they're, you're like, yay, they're on my team, and they don't yeah. look like dummies while they're talking about this. No, Thank I you. mean, you'll have Harris or Hitchens have an incredible argument that you yourself are sitting there going, I don't know how to respond, and you're like, oh man, I hope these guys have a, a decent answer, you know. Um, and they blow your mind with their responses where it just picks apart the the things that Hitchens or whoever says. And you're just, you're standing there going, how did I not think of it? It was so simple, you know, um, really, really good stuff from both of them. So, but like I said, we're approaching an hour. I only had an hour tonight. I'm sorry, man. We'll, uh, we'll do no longer next time. Um, 
Yeah. You good with that? I'm great with it. Man, this was a good one. I did. I really didn't. I mean, even though it's Good Friday, I wasn't necessarily planning on uh, only talking religious stuff. But wow, that was fun. A lot Should of fun. We, is there anything we need to finish up with the guys and Jesus at the end? Uh, well, I mean, he ascended, um, and then they went on to. They, oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They went I on didn't to have like to end with like a negative ending because dying a martyr's death is is uh, not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's not. I don't think that I want everybody to, to die a miserable death or anything like that. But, you know, the, the idea is that they died for their faith, which is to be looked at as, as a, an honor, you know? So yeah, um, uh, not a lot of people can do that. No, 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 no. There's a lot of people that'll fall away. Um, you know, and you have, I mean, all sorts of people throughout history that, you know, when presented with uh, the choice of your faith or, or uh, your faith in death or no faith in, and living have chose living, you know, and, um, you know, that's a hard thing. It really is because, uh, it, when you're confronted with it, you know, a lot of people will turn away. I want to hope that I will always choose faith. Um, I believe that I will, but you know, cause I, I, I'll be honest, I don't want to, I don't want to die and, and have, and have pain, but at the same time, you know, Hey, it's, uh, I want, I, I want to die um with my faith no matter what so i prefer not being skinned alive that'd be really cool (laughs) no right i mean i take that over being skinned alive and boiled really really man (laughs) you're going that route what kind of sick you know do you you're gonna wash your hands first (laughs) no they're not they're they're not gonna worry about any kind of nasty shit who comes up with that idea you know what i'm saying i'm like all the medieval times torture chamber shit you've seen you know Ugh, that's just some mad people doing some bad stuff i'm like i'm like i don't care how do you do that to somebody else right yeah and be able to stomach it you know i mean i get somebody skinning an animal a deer or something but a human? Ugh. Yeah. You know? Well, alive? I wouldn't alive, skin a deer yeah. alive. No. Never no, no, done no. that. No. No. You put it out of its misery. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So preferably, I'd, I'd, uh, I don't want to die getting skinned, much like yourself. Um, but no, I mean, it's the the. Remaining 11 uh, apostles paved the way and started the church. Um, and, you know, we have them to thank for Christianity and many others along the way, all the saints, you know, and everyone who's who's uh, um, sacrificed um, and and carried on uh, the faith and, and uh, related, which is, you know, divinely inspired. So uh, it's not a it's not a it's not a tragic ending like many people humanly speaking would think it is, you know, the, the uh, remaining 11 apostles, including St. Paul were all um, it's all a love story. It's all a, it's all a good ending, you know, even though they may have uh, died some pretty hard and horrific deaths, but um, no, that's it pretty much, you know, and now we're here and uh, it's up to us to keep carrying it on and uh, trying to fix things as best we can. Like the, the, um, episode i put out earlier 
you know, it's not worth it to shy away from inconveniences, like true inconvenient truths and, and, uh, and hard things that you have to deal with. Like, you know, I'm a Catholic and we have the scandal that's gone on within the Catholic church. I could, um, be a coward and shy away from it and try to deflect and pivot away, but I'm not going to do that, you know, because that's not truth and it's not right. You know, it's, uh, and Jesus, I don't think Jesus would look kindly on me if I did that, you know, and if Jesus were here, um, it, it wouldn't be good for a lot of, uh, the clergy members, you know, in the church. Um, and the, the hard thing is another hard thing is, is trying to operate, um, and understanding that there are people out there that will take that as, and take advantage of it. Like the liberal left, the atheistic liberal left will do. And why you see, you know, movie after movie, television show and constant attack on the church from Hollywood. You know, they just take advantage of that to further destroy the reputation of, of not only Catholics, but all Christians, you know? So, yeah. It doesn't matter to them. You know, no. that's how I've always looked at it. People will be like, well, uh, you know, the Baptists or the Methodists or the seven day Adventists, we're all the only ones going. And I'm like, whatever, man. All I know is uh, when they come looking for, we're all on the same thing, man. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what you are, Catholic, Protestant, whatever. Yeah. Same thing. And I never You're want, and I hope you never feel this way. I hope no Christians, uh, Protestants, ever feel this way that they, like I like I keep trying to say I'm never going to shit on you because you're not Catholic I get it I completely understand I was raised in the south my dad's uh Pentecostal I think he was or raised that way um you know I grew up with Baptists uh I I have no hate for them whatsoever you know um I'm Catholic because that's the choice that I made you know I saw things the way that I did but I'm and I'm happy that uh, even though they're Protestant, they're, they're Christian, you know, and, and if you, if a lot of, uh, you know, kind of Catholic hating Protestants that are out there, they'd understand that the true Catholics that are out there, they're the same way, you know, uh, all the priests that I've ever held up all say the same thing about the, the, um, the Protestants is that we don't say that you can't get to heaven. You know, that's, that's been a, something that, that the entertainment industry, which we know is not ran by Christians have been propagating out there for a long time, that, that that's how Catholics view. And I'm not saying that there haven't been Catholics that haven't said that um, they would be wrong if they said that, you know, and, and um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, hearsay that gets pushed around on both sides that uh, only serves to um, divide. And when we're divided, if you can't see it now in the way that our country's going, division is a very powerful tool and it, it, and the bad guys get the win when we're all divided. So, well, I know what really confirmed all anything I needed to know was Jesus really didn't care how his message got to you. Even if it was like some shyster hustler on the street corner preaching right. his message, he didn't care. I'm cool. Yeah. Let them go. They they'll get they'll get to me, you know. Yeah. However, and I'm like, okay, well, heck, I mean, it doesn't really matter what people are preaching. I mean, to some people it does, of course, yeah. but to me, I'm like, man, however you get there, whatever road it takes you to get there, take it. Right. Well, 
you know, as it says. In I like your faith. I like listening to it. You know, it gives me, I, I've grown up on the Hollywood side of Catholics. You know what I'm saying? I would say, I, you know, growing up, I would say I uh, would say that that was the bad thing. And then, you know, mm-hmm. as a, you know, I get older and I look around and I'm like, okay, well, no, these, I'm no Catholic people and they're not like that. And, right. you know, and I don't really know any priests, but I know people who, you know, hang out and send their kids to Catholic schools and they wouldn't do that if stuff was happening, you know? Yeah. You know, that they I, knew yeah, for sure. yeah, you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't do it on purpose. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, nah, you know, and uh, but a lot of times it ain't cheap to be Catholic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, man, interest fee is. And for anybody that's Catholic or wants to, you know, or you're Protestant, and you want to send your kid to Catholic school. Here's a little unknown um, thing about it is that the Catholic Church will work with you. They will absolutely. Oh. I had uh, my uncle who had two kids and he was poor as all get out. And uh, the Catholic Church was like, come talk to us. We'll get you. We'll get them in there. You know what I mean? They will absolutely work with you. Um, and not just that also it, I'll tell you this because this is what I always got, especially being in the South. Uh, again, what the hearsays is that I had a lot of Protestants that would, um, look down on me because they believe that we worship saints and St. Mary and all. I can tell you as a Catholic, um, as one who reads his Bible every day, that if we worshiped anything but God, if the cat, if that's what Catholics did, I wouldn't be Catholic hands down. You know, um, I get the confusion, you know, I really do. So, but I'm not mad at it. You know, it's, it's just what hearsay does. It, uh, it, it tends to divide us and I'm not a fan of, of, uh, of division, you know, being used to do such a thing so that the, as I said, so that the bad guys win, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of like, uh, some guidelines and things like that. I think it's cool. Yeah. Cuckoo. You know, so um I'm a free right, bird. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like I probably have that spirit in me as well. Um do you want to go ahead and plug yourself? Plug, plug, plug. Uh nuclear knucklehead at yahoo.com is my email. I got the show, the same thing. You can catch me on the fringe of radio network. <clears throat> and one day we're we'll one do day. a live show on that <laughs> one day uh when i can contain myself <laughs> we'll have an episode up there well, um, i only uh, recall hearing one time i'm sure you did more but this is yeah, the first time i think i feel like i had a couple in there <laughs> so we'll just have to bet on the next time i'm like i don't know yeah uh you can find me at theweaponbook.com. That's theweaponbook.com. Uh, and as of right now, on just about any social networking platform, with the exception of Instagram and what's the other one? TikTok. I'm not on those two, but everything else, I'm there. Um, what about Twitter? Twitter, I'm there. How but about it's a, Elon and Twitter? Oh, yeah. Well, see, that's what How I was about gonna, that. Isn't that cool? I was intending on talking about that tonight, but we'll have to save that for, I don't know, a couple nights from now. Well, that's a uh, work in progress right now anyway. It is. It's a work in progress. 
nothing's really happened. He made an offer of 41 point something billion. Uh, last I heard they were going to turn it down. There's another shareholder that bought more stocks uh, because they're doing this poison pill, they call it, uh, which will prevent him from whatever. Um, but I've heard of, you know, people threatening lawsuits. He's threatening certain things. And uh, I think as far as I can tell, I don't want to put any hope in it from what I know is that he's got a plan that uh, essentially he wants to um, buy it all and he's willing to. Uh, and once he does, the intention that I've heard is that he wants to free up everybody's um, everybody who got censored and canceled off of Twitter. We're essentially all going to have our, our accounts reactivated and uh, be back to the free speech uh, Twitter that it once was. So, you know, that'll put all those other places out of business. Well, yeah, and Trump's too, but I would assume um, because Trump's ain't running that well. Yeah, well, it's only on Apple iPhone. It's not even. I've got an Apple computer. It's not on app. It's not. I can't get it on the computer. I can't get it on my on a website. I certainly can't get it on Android, which is what I have for my phone. So, um, it's only on Apple iPhone, which is bizarre. Uh, but you know, and what I would warn for people with Elon Musk is, and I, I don't mean to be a, you know, shit talker to him, but he's not a God. He's just a man, you know, and he's going to have some things that you're going to disagree with, which is why I always say, I never know what, you know, to put, how to put my finger on him. But, um, it's seemingly he's doing some good stuff. The brain chipping thing, I, st- I will always have an issue with. But outside of that, <laughs> and that could just be hearsay, I guess, you know, even off the articles I've checked out or whatever. But um, seemingly he's doing pretty good. So uh, he's, he's heading forward. So uh, I would assume that by the next time you and I talk, there's going to be some more things that have happened. Uh, and we'll have, you know, obviously more of a, an episode to cover all that. So, um, yeah, until then. Are you good? I'm great. Okay. Until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be liberal.